0: Hey guys, welcome to the show. It is Fact Fridays on Acknowledged Dogs. That's where we are going to talk about some deep facts. We're going to dispel some myths and help you guys get your brain right about your dog. Let's jump into it. Welcome to the episode. Oh, that sounded like Bo Burnham's. Welcome to the internet. Have a look around welcome to acknowledge dogs have a look around today we're talking about three facts that you should know about your dog i couldn't make it rhyme i'm sorry i couldn't i couldn't get the rhythm going my bad guys i'll work on it (laughs) okay so three facts you should know about your dog okay this is our fact friday this is where i bring you just some facts about dogs and today is there's three of them okay now this is not The facts that maybe you're thinking of, this isn't the facts that you're gonna find on the internet. I was thinking about this yesterday, and I was like, man, okay, what am I gonna talk about tomorrow? What am I gonna talk about? What am I gonna talk about? And these three things I thought were vital when we we own dogs, when we train dogs, when we work with dogs, when we're competing with dogs, whatever it is. There's three facts. Number one, they want to be good. Dogs want to be good. I do not think in any dog they want to be bad. I don't think it works like that. Okay, now you could say, "Oh well, dogs are aggressive." No, aggression is not bad. Aggression is behavior. Well, you know, some some of them are just malicious. Are they? Are they afraid? We got to be real here. Okay, dogs want to be good. Why do they want to be good? Because it earns reinforcement. If they're bad, it's because it earns reinforcement. Okay, But they're only bad because we have put a level of good or bad on them. They're not inherently bad. Animals in general are not inherently bad. There is a motive and a reason for why they do everything. A mother bear will mess you up. Okay. Make it look like Conor McGregor didn't even know what he was talking about when he said he could fight. A bear will mess you up. Does that make a bear a bear bad? No. A bear is protecting its space. It's protecting its cubs. Right? The classic example don't mess with a cub and her mother bears. It is not gonna end well for you. So why do we put this pressure on the dog when we say Okay, it's it's their fault, they're being bad. They're being bad. Are they? or have we not taught them what good is to us not the environment what is good to us is not the same for them good for them chasing other dogs having a grand old time bad for us pulling on the leash because they want to go see a dog they're not trying to be bad they're trying to be good they're trying to get reinforcement they want to go run around so they want to be good dogs strive to be good individuals, to earn reinforcement. We just need to tailor what they're getting reinforced for. Okay. I had a dog the other day. Was a client about two weeks ago. Overly excited, barking like crazy whenever the doorbell rang. They've been working. They've been training. Wonderful, wonderful job. She's got two dogs. One dog has now started to relax and lay down. Every time it hears the bell, it just relax where it is, goes over to mom's feet maybe and just lays down and hangs out now the other dog which is the puppy is not picking up on this and the owner thought maybe this dog is just being spiteful and she just knows better and you know she knows that it's more exciting instead of the treats and whatever it may be what's actually happening is there's something about the situation that that puppy is getting reinforced for something okay whether it's the older dog is now not doing it. And so the young dog says, okay, I got to step up to the plate. I got to be the protector of the house. And I don't mean it in a sense of, oh, I need to protect the house and I'm going to bark and let everybody know. There's a level of territorial aggression. But it still falls under the principles of positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, positive punishment, negative punishment. Something comes in, they react Right, It's stimulus. We talked about the ABC triangle last Thursday. Stimulus comes in. Dog reacts. Stimulus leaves. Ha ha ha. That's really negative reinforcement. Something comes in. I perform a behavior that removes that stimulus. Mm -hmm. We just talked about negative reinforcement yesterday. It's crazy. It's crazy how they all merge together. (laughs) Right? So the dog comes in. Dog barks. I'm sorry. Stimulus comes in. Dog barks. Stimulus goes away. So they want to be good. They think getting that guy off the property is good. So what you need to do is either counter condition the behavior. Reteach the cue to mean something else. Reward the absence for the behavior. Or punish the behavior. But I'll put it to you this way. There's three options that I just mentioned. There's a whole bunch more. There's three options I just mentioned. And each one does not blame the dog. Which one does blame the dog? The correction. Why? Because it's the dog's fault. The dog needs to stop its behavior. So we're going to correct it. That's what someone's going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you that. Because you didn't go through the first three. If you don't go through the first three, I don't expect you to do a punishment. I wouldn't even think about it. I wouldn't even ask you to do it. I wouldn't even do it. If you did not go through those first three no reason to punish the dog and this is what i'm hearing time and time again oh someone told me to do this with my dog to put a collar on it somebody told me to correct the dog somebody told me to chase the dog down and put it in the crate as a punishment i said okay did you do this no we didn't okay did you do this no we didn't do that oh did you do this no we didn't do that then why are we correcting the dog you guys have heard me talk about keeping dogs accountable and if you if you are a hundred percent certain that they know a behavior And there is no other reason that you can pick up on as to why they shouldn't be doing the behavior. Maybe it is means for a punishment. Maybe. But in most cases, it's because you don't understand fully what's going on in your dog's brain. There is something else that is stimulating a different response as opposed to responding to you. So could you correct your dog? Sure. But you're putting blame on the dog. Dogs want to be good. They are not malicious. They are not spiteful. They are not doing it because you didn't take them out earlier. They are not doing it because you didn't go to the park. They are not doing it because you went on vacation and didn't bring them. That's anthropomorphizing dogs. That's not what we've done. If you don't know what anthropomorphizing is, which is such a hard word to say when you just wake up in the morning, (laughs) if you don't know what anthropomorphizing is, it is the making of human-like making an inanimate object human-like. In this case, we're talking about dogs. So, they want to be good. Number two, they all can be good. This is going to ruffle some feathers. Okay? Dogs, all of them, can be good. All dogs can be good. I'm going to say it again. All dogs can be good. There's an individual, I won't say his name, but he's a professional dog trainer and he has a shirt that says, No Bad Dogs. Love that. I might not agree with what he does or how he does it, but I love that shirt, No Bad Dogs. Because that takes the blame off the dog, which is great. Now, he still blames the dog because he does other things, but No Bad Dogs mean, in my case, I don't know about his case, in my case, No Bad Dogs means that all dogs want to be good, which goes back to the first one, all want to be good. They all can be good. No bad dogs. All dogs can be good. It depends, though, on how much effort you're going to go into it. And I believe we've talked about the five influences behavior before on the podcast. So, right, are you going to go through all five? Are you going to run the list, make sure that each box is checked off, and when you get to the end, you go, Yeah. We did everything, everything we could possibly do for this dog in an exorbitant amount of time. I don't know what that time is for you, but there are some dogs people just give up on too quick, right? Especially, unfortunately, at the expense of a professional trainer's opinion, right? So somebody says, you can't train this dog. You can't train this dog. You got to put it down. You can't train this dog. You got to put it down. I have heard people come to me with their dogs, and a past trainer told them that. Can't train this dog. It's got to be put down. There was a dog I was working with who was a little nutty. <laughs> it was a little nutty. It was a little out there. Everything would be fine, and it would just start barking and losing it. Now, it was not on medication, although it might have wanted, it might have should be. It should have, might be. It might have should be. It should have been. Yeah, let's go with it should have been. <laughs> it might have, should be. I feel like a, a an old English. It might have, should be. No, it it should have been. Right? I think it should have been on medication just to break the edge off of this dog because it was nutty. But we did agility. We did some fun stuff with the dog. And this was right during COVID. So they came in. We did a whole bunch of sessions. Then the dog goes back to the owner for COVID and they live their own life. They eventually come back. We start doing a again, and the owner mentions how they went to a different trainer during the COVID time because we weren't open. And I said, Okay, well, you know, what happened? How did things go? You know. She said, This trainer basically hung my dog while it was screaming and panicking. When it saw another dog. Because that was one of the dog's issues. It saw another dog, wanted to run up to it, and it would bite. So Saw another dog. Freaked out. This guy basically hung the dog. Awful training, by the way. Even if you're going to do corrections, that's not how you do it. Hung the dog. Now the dog starts snapping at him. Okay. Clearly, I think we can all agree as to why the dog started snapping at him. But maybe he didn't get that. Anyway. (laughs) He ends up passing the dog off back to the mom, who's now mortified. And he says the dog can't be trained. That that was the determining factor for him. The dog can't be trained. He said, you got to put the dog down. Hey guys, I just want to take a moment to thank today's sponsor. The sponsor for today's episode is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's where this podcast was made, and maybe that'll be where your podcast will be made. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, I could could dissect this entire scenario, (laughs) okay? But we're only talking about these three things today. So, really, what happened? This guy did not believe that dogs want to be good, and he did not believe that all dogs can be good. The mom did. She didn't give up on the dog. She called us right away and said, Hey, I'd like to make another appointment. When are you guys open? And we said, we're going to be open in two weeks. Can you wait that long? And she said, yep. I wanted to be like... She wanted to be there. And she got there. And we started doing stuff. And and she felt better because we were like, yeah, no, that that was a a very stupid idea of that guy. In our opinion. Anybody who disagrees with what I'm saying, feel free to let me know. Any social media platform, you can head over there. Leave it in the comments. I heard on your podcast that you said blah, 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 blah. Okay, we'll talk about it. I'll go in more depth. I have no problem with that. But right now, that guy, that trainer, did not believe dogs want to be good. And he did not believe that all dogs can be good. He thought this dog was damaged. It was over. It was done. Move on. Okay. The mom believed. We believed. Even though that dog was nutty, we believed there was some kind of hope in something. And you have to understand that as well. Okay. You have to understand, not every dog is meant for every activity. And I'm not saying sport, I'm saying activity. Some dogs do not want to be cuddled. They don't. They want to be good, but they don't want to cuddle. So if you try to cuddle them, you're going to get a bad dog. In your mind. Your dog's still being good, right? They're still using operating conditioning and, you know, aggressive behavior not just aggression, aggressive behavior, to tell you they do not want to be cuddled. That's part of that dog. You can do as much body handling as you want, and they will tolerate. (laughs) They will tolerate you touching them, and maneuvering them, and massaging them, and whatever you need to do. They will tolerate it. But it does not mean that they like it. You do all the counter-conditioning in the world. They still might just tolerate it. Same thing goes for reactive dogs. They just tolerate it. But they might be amazing at agility because they have all this energy. Sure, you're going to have a hard time getting in the ring. But they might love agility. Or they might love swimming. Or they might like long beach walks. Long walks on the beach. That's, what, that's the phrase. Long walks on the beach with our toes in the sand. Or your dog might love that. Just because they're bad in one activity doesn't mean they're bad in all activities. And if you are doing something and forcing your dog to do an activity that you want to do, you're not doing right by the dog. I saw this, I mean, I've seen this multiple times, but the best example comes to brain right now. It was a police handler. She had a German Shepherd, and she was a smaller female. She wasn't a tall, stout female. She was very short. And she had this huge German Shepherd. And she had went to one of my professors in college, Dr. Stephen McKenzie, rest in peace. And she said she was having a problem with search. And Dr. McKenzie's, you know, classic thing was, all right, let me see some obedience. She was like, well, no, I'm having a problem with search. He said, I know. Let me see obedience. That's where everything goes back to, by the way. Everything goes back to obedience. For me, everything goes back to Dr. McKenzie. But (laughs) for Dr. McKenzie, everything goes back to obedience. If you're having a problem in any area of anything, it's an obedience problem. And he's right. There is something about your obedience that is trickling into your other work. And I'll get to that in a second. Something about your obedience trickling into your other work. So, she grabs a dog, and she grabs a tug toy. I think it was a a ball with a string. She goes out into the field. She starts doing her police obedience. Heal, you know, walking forward, sit in motion, come back, down, walk away, recall, down in motion, all the good stuff. So, periodically, she rewards the dog the way she would any other time she was training. And this dog just didn't really seem to care. Like, yeah, it was doing the behavior, but it was slow, and it was monotonous, and when she brought out the toy and got all excited, he was like, eh, okay, whatever. So Dr. McKenzie asked, is that his favorite toy? And she said, yeah, he loves this t- This thing. is. This is what I mean. Like, he's just not, he's not into it. And he said, is that really his favorite toy? You know, he wants the right answer. If you're going to lie to him, you better have a good lie. And so she, she was convinced. She was like, yeah, no, he loves this toy. He loves his toy. And what actually happened was that handler didn't want the other handlers that were in the training group to know this was not his favorite toy. The industry standard for most police dogs is a pipe, a ball on a string, or a tug toy. That's just what it is. Okay, Those three things are are very common in the working dog world. And if you're in the working dog world and that is not something that you use, I would love to know what you're using. If you don't have some apparatus to a string... A tug toy or a pipe? Let me know. So in this case, Doc pulled the lady aside, the officer aside, and said, Is it really? Like, what is he really like? When you're at home, when you're not working, what is he really like? She kind of rolled her eyes and she sighed and she said, He loves this damn hedgehog. It's a stuffed animal. Loves this damn hedgehog. And he said, great, go grab the hedgehog. <laughs> Happened to be in the back of the cruiser. So She goes, she grabs the hedgehog reluctantly. She squeezes it into her side pocket. She starts doing obedience. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the obedience routine, she asks for a solid sit. The dog does it. She pulls out the hedgehog and this dog's eyes lit up. Lit up. The owner, the handler, was not doing right by the dog. Wasn't giving the dog exactly what it wanted to enjoy doing the behavior. It's not about you. It's not about the handler. It's about the dog. Right? I think we can all agree about that. When we're doing training, yes, if we have an ultimate goal of getting titles and other things, we can't do it without the dog. And the dog has to enjoy the process of getting that title. If the dog doesn't enjoy getting the process of the title, it's not going to happen. So they all can be good at something. If your dog is strange or reactive, they may do great on a field in the middle of nowhere. There's plenty of acres to roam and run around and have a grand old time. Does that mean you might not be able to be the owner of that dog? Possibly. Possibly. But is that better than euthanizing a dog because you believe it's not good? The dog is not good? These are options, people. The last one I want to talk about, the last fact, right? The first fact, they want to be good. Second fact, they all can be good. And the third fact, and again, I'm going to ruffle some feathers with this all training can be good. All training can be good on the flip side of that, all training can be bad. But all training can be good to some level, to some extent. There are people out there that do not have good training styles. That's just a fact. Okay, All training can be good. What do I mean by that? Let's break it down. Let's go through purely positive, which is just a term people use to bash people who use positive reinforcement primarily. We have force free. You have compulsive methods and you have balanced. So purely positive, right, people who use positive-based training are great. They're putting the responsibility on themselves to train behaviors appropriately and teach the dog skills that they can use in stressful environments without trying to put those dogs in those stressful environments unprepared. That's great. Force-free, same thing. They're trying to teach skills and behaviors so that the dog is not stressed during stressful environments, and can handle themselves in response to cues over and under threshold. Great. Love it. Compulsive methods. Now, I might not use compulsive methods, but compulsive methods can be good. If it comes from the right place in the heart, it can be good. It can be good. I'm not saying it is good. It can be good if you have tried every single thing before resulting to punishment, okay, you have tried to counter condition, you've tried to teach a different response to the stimulus, you have tried to teach different skills, okay, you've managed and controlled the trigger, all of that. Now, when does punishment become good? When it's minimally used to achieve a desired result. Quickly. And then you remove... Like, here's the, here's the tough part, okay? I'm gonna go off a little tangent here. We only got a couple minutes. Here's the tough part. I saw this happen the other day. Somebody posted a video, this dog's last chance or it's gonna die. First off, we know, all dogs wanna be good. All dogs can be good. There's no reason to kill this dog. Anyway... This dog is fearful, reactive, barks at every single person that comes into the house, ears pinned back, it's backing up actively, it has no means of trying to go forward, it's actively trying to back up. They go for a nice little walk, and then the dog, they're able to take off the muzzle, the dog rolls over on its back. Now you might say, oh wow, you know, this trainer did a really good job. Or, (laughs) or, hear me out here, the owner just built enough trust with the dog. Which sounds better? In my opinion, building trust with the dog. But in public opinion, where views matter, oh, this this trainer fixed this dog, right? Now, I don't know what methods he used. He didn't go into that. I have no idea what the methods he used were. But based off the other criteria and the other examples he gives, it's probably compulsive, at least for a moment. Now, you could say this was good, By the end of the day, the dog had a better behavior. But here's the thing. That collar was always on. That collar was always on. Which means what? If we go back to our negative reinforcement, what happens when the collar's off? Different behaviors. So I don't know if they eventually worked on no collar. You know, naked work. If you want to call it naked work. No collar work. Um... I don't know if they went to that point. They should have. And if I'm ever going to use punishment, it is as briefly and quick as possible, and then we immediately wean that dog off. Immediately. If I, if I could do it in the same session, I will. There is no need to have that be the dog's normal life now. It just isn't. And then we have balanced trainers. Okay, Balanced training can be good. Again... If you go through every single opportunity for positive and when all of that fails, and I'm like you, this is the thing, nobody's going to go through all of that and then say it fails, (laughs) right? Think about it. If you actually went through the effort to counter condition something, you're going to see progress. If you actually go through the effort of teaching a new response to a stimulus, you're going to see progress. And at that rate, you're not going to need to punish the dog. But let's just say you went through all that, now you can punish the dog. That can be good, again, as long as we get to a good goal in a short amount of time. And it prevents that dog from being euthanized, simply because people do not believe that dogs want to be good, that all can be good, and all training can be good. Thank you for listening to the show. Head over to any social media platform and follow us, comment, let us know what you guys are thinking what you liked of this episode, what you didn't like of this episode, and what you want to see in the future. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the episode. If you think family or friends would benefit from what you heard today on Acknowledged Dogs, please share it with them. You can post it on Facebook. We are also on every social media platform, so make sure you tag us Matador. Canine. You can also head over to matador canine and schedule a free consultation to talk about coaching and reaching the goals with your dog and those problem behaviors reach the goals that you want and have the dog that always listens.